0: All right, season three. Can you all believe it?
1: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's, been too it's been some kind of leather work.
0: Yeah, we we haven't had an opportunity to launch season three. We've been a little bit tied up with the book anthology, which is what we wanted to talk a little bit about today. Um Our book was released in March of this year, and we're really excited about, um, first of all, just it being completed, and we just want to share a little bit about our process.
2: Welcome, everyone. We've missed you all so much. Um, We're happy to be together. We've been doing a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes work, going to book talks, uh, book launches this whole spring and um, this late fall. And you know, like our regular conferencing, and there's been so many different things that have happened, so you know, hopefully we can kind of get you all up to date to what we're all doing and want to check in. Um, but yeah, our book our book has been what's taken a lot of our our time and labor of love.
0: Well, maybe we can start there. like why don't why doesn't everybody just sort of update um, about where we're at right now in our lives and then and then we can jump into book production, and the talks that we've given, and, and wrap it up there. Who wants to go first?
2: I nominate Michelle.
0: Ooh, la. <laughs> <laughs> Estas. Um,
2: so, well, hello. Um,
0: so this is Michelle is here. And I am really happily on junior sabbatical
3: and
0: let me tell you it has been a gift a gift of healing um i arrived to the u of a in the summer of 2016 and it's been a non-stop three years like a non-stop of of work and a lot of good things but also of establishing community and also a lot of emotional and cognitive labor around settling here and you know, having my daughter adjust to a new life and a new city and a new home. And <clears throat> and I don't think I realized like the the weight of it all until now and this summer, I've been trying to do a lot of self healing. I'm now in like a regular acupuncture practice and I try to be in a regular, you know, um, uh, massage therapy, like a sobadora. We have a local sobadora, sobadora who does womb massages and that has been so healing for me. Um, and then to also be able to reflect on my, on my work and my writing, um, I don't have to report to the university until January of 2020, which just is is a gift, you know, and I've been able to travel to do some talks this fall about the border, um, about mothering as well. Um, and yeah, that's, that's me. My daughter is... 8th grade 13 and a half am already doing some keen planning which is crazy yay
3: keen it. Up. <laughs> um yeah that's me i nominate
2: you nominate myself mm, i nominate popcorn
1: remember the, popcorn. the,
2: popcorn. the, what? the popcorn.
1: popcorn 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 ah okay judy
3: go why did I say that? Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. Is, I'm uh, Judy. This is uh, Fall is my busy time when they actually want me to teach more courses. So it's fun. And this year, I actually got invited to teach in the Chicano-Chicana department, um, which is really, really, I'm excited I'm at Cal State Fullerton. It's a awesome. Place. Yes, I've been wanting to be up there get in that mix. So I'm finally there, and I love it. It's really nice because I, I teach in the College of Education in the Educational Leadership Department, and those folks are, you know, older. They're in master's programs or in the EDD, so it's nice to, you know, work with um, students that are majoring in Chicano studies, so it's, the energy's there, and it's present, and I needed that, so that's the good news in terms of working for me. Um, my kids are back to school. Um, they're third, first, first grade, and I'm still trying to look for a babysitter for my, my three-year-old, but... No luck on that. Um, but I moved them uh, to the, the the school that's actually within our community. Oh, you okay. um, did. Nicer. Yeah. Um, makes me think, what was I thinking when I was sending them out for 30 minutes? It was just the drive. For them, they had to wake up earlier. And it just didn't work out. The, I think the more I'm in education, the more I see administratively how things are working and the flow of things. And, if, and I read my, student, my kids too, um, if they don't really like it, if there's too much pressure on them, I took them out. So now we're happily at the, our new school, they love it, and we actually walk them to school in the morning, uh, so it's nice, it's, it's been really nice for us, and we come home and we have enough time to do their work and still hang out outside, like, it was always, all you heard me is, come on, hurry up, let's hurry, you know, everything was, let's go, hurry, hurry, so we have more flex time to hang out, um, but yeah, well, that's a little bit of my update. Next, uh, Yvette.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling. I don't know why. <laughs> You're looking
3: straight at me. I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: am. <laughs> uh, hi everyone. Um, I feel like I'm still in summer mode, even though some folks have started the fall uh, term. Um, I'm at UCSB, so I'm uh, in Santa Barbara in the uh, quarter system and. For me, we wrapped up our summer programs. I worked with the McNair program. So there were two intensive summer programs that I was helping to run. And I got to take my students to UCLA this summer, which was so much fun because they kept making fun of me for being a Bruin. Um, And then I was just relieved that the summer was over because it's pretty exhausting um, running the summer programs. And so last week I was able to take a vacation week and just relax. Um, finally, like take some time. Well, not really relax because for me, relaxing means like completely cleaning out my um, apartment, <laughs> KonMari style. Virgo, Virgo. <laughs> virgo. virgo me. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I completely redid my son's room and completely cleaned out our our closet and did some projects that um, I usually don't have time for. And then this week, I just came back from a trip to Chicago. I, I went to the Council of Opportunity and Education conference. And it was nice because I was able to reconnect with some other McNair directors that I know. I even got to catch up with, um, a friend who brought her family and her two twin year old boys and they got to hang out with my son. Um, and so now I'll be back at work on Monday in a few days and, um, prepping for the fall, our students applying to, to grad school, the same routine. And, um, we have a few transitions going on. Um, I also have, um, A surgery that's going to come up in December. So that's also on my mind. My health is always on my mind because of my chronic illness. So I'm trying to better manage it right now. Um, And then for me, my son just started kinder. He actually went to his homeschool for two weeks and then got to transfer to a different school. So he had two first days of school, one that was two weeks ago and the other one that was just yesterday. Um, And I'm really happy for him. He's he's so resilient. He's doing so well. Um, He's you know, so friendly. Uh, so I hope that, you know, he can keep it up and, and continue to enjoy his time in, at school. And that's my update. It's mostly just work, vacation, my son, my health. That's everything. Oh, popcorn. My bad. <laughs> Who am I? Uh, let's try Sessie. So,
4: back in school mode. So Alancito, my son, he's nine and he started fourth grade. So he's still going strong in his um, Spanish dual immersion school. Um, He's doing great. Um, He actually just had a physical yesterday and uh, got his flu shot. His everything looks great. So, you know, I'm just thankful for his health. I'm still at USC, still finishing, still applying to uh, some jobs, some tenure track jobs, while also still making um, backup plans <laughs> because you just never know what's gonna work out, what's not gonna work out, and you know, just the competitive nature of it all. But um, so I just need to make um, plans and just see what happens. Um, and I think this summer was really hard. I had a pretty bad breakup. So one of the things that happened is um, kind of transitioning again of um, just living um, me and Alan Seetho again um, because my uh, ex moved out. So and it has been a tra- uh, it's been rough on Alan Um but the good thing is I've been taken into um, therapy every week. I've been going to therapy every week. I've been doing um, yoga and, you know, journaling and going to therapy. So I just, I love my therapist so much. Shout out to my therapist, um,
2: yeah.
4: who, who's just helped me um, really just kind of see – kind of the situation for what it was, but also, um, you know, how I'm understanding now how to not accept or, or allow certain kinds of behavior in the future. So, um, so that's still a process. Um, but I am glad that the summer's over. <laughs> I think the worst of it's over the, so now just continuing in that um, transition of being um, a single mom. Uh, getting my Ph.D. and kind of um, looking forward to what the future has for um, me and Alan Zico. So now I nominate uh, Christine, or she's the last one.
2: The Last one. Hi everyone, um, este, where I'm at. So a lot has happened, I think since the last time we recorded our podcast, but um, as folks know or didn't know, I'm still living in Denver in Colorado. Is the I um, became Doctora Christine Vega as of August 16th? So I'm so happy. Ooh, nice. Yay. No, <laughs> that I I- <laughs> we need to have my Pachanga celebration, and all y'all are invited. Um, and I wanted to be in California, of course, in Los Angeles. So, as I probably will create some like social media, ask for all the homies to come and supporters. <laughs> um, Because I want to be friends with everybody. So, um, but I I, uh, was accepted, I actually accepted a new position as a postdoctoral fellow at Colorado State University. We call it CSU over here, and I know it's a little confusing Um, (laughs) with California having a CSU system, but this is CSU as in terms of a a university. And so I'm under the School of Education, and I'm under two different units, and it's the Center for Educator Preparation. I'm supporting their efforts in renewal of curriculum. And then the second unit I'm under is Los Caminos, which is like this badass, beautiful um, program under Doctora Antonette Aragon. Um, So we work directly with the Fort Collins high school students um, in creating a pathway from CSU, uh, Chicano Latinx, indigenous students who can mentor, mentor the high school students and pipeline them or bring them towards the pathway of CSU. Um, since the demographics are critically changing in Fort Collins, which I was really surprised. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of beautiful brown babies over there um, and a lot of awesome allies that I'm getting to know. Um, Hanizio is doing good. He's going to be six pretty soon. And he started dual immersion um, in the north side um, city, part of Denver, which I don't think would make sense if you're not from here. Um, or live here but he's doing really good I'm really proud of him he's learning how to read in Spanish now he's only been in school less than a month so that's just his thirst for reading which is really exciting and um mas? and Alfredo is on the market I'm also applying to a few places you know we're trying to make our way back home to California so I'll be on the market along with Ceci and Judy. Um, looking for, you know, work that really supports my research but really I think my my work with the school of education is really powerful in terms of how it's building among uh, building on my knowledge base. So I'm really proud of that I'm really excited of that. Is that it. get Marcus? I think that's it. Um, I think that's it for me. So oh. maybe we can go back to like the book and where it's taken us.
4: Oh, I was going to say what was your dissertation about for people oh. who don't know?
2: My dissertation um, is about first-generation Chicana Latina indigenous mother scholars who are enrolled in U.S. Southwest universities as PhD students. Um, it is an embargo for now, for two years. But if folks are interested, I'm happy to receive an email and share. And I follow the narratives of nine badass mother scholars um, and just as, you know, just kind of hear how they hustle, the um, movidas of their everyday as mother scholars and all the different identities that, you know, they embody. Thank you for asking that question, (laughs) Chessie.
0: Well, um, so we've been a little bit silent on our podcast because we had to put our attention to the book. We were finishing deadlines, but also, you know, as you heard, we were doing a lot in terms of our personal lives, trying to move projects forward, graduating. And then managing life, right, uh, with children. So, um, but we were really pleased that our book was released in March. And we just found out that there were 1,200 pre-printed copies. And we are have, I think we're at like 800, either 600, no, seven, almost 700 sold. And like 100 that have been given out for desk copies. And then we have at least four or five universities that have adopted the book um, in their courses, which is really, really exciting as well.
1: And I don't know, how are you all feeling about the book? What does it mean to you? It's been really nice to see um, the social media posts about the anthology. So seeing friends, family, loved ones, like Folks that maybe we haven't talked to in a while, with their copies of the anthology. Um, like for instance, just going to Chicago, I had a chance to meet up with some of my old students, and two of them had bought the book and wanted me to sign it. So it's just you never know where the anthology goes, and so that's what's been really nice for me is just like seeing like the wide reach um, and who, and who's like adopting it and using it in their classes. Yeah,
2: I was. Uh, when Michelle shared the information with, with us a few days ago, um, I was I was really surprised to see the actual campus I'm a postdoc in to have adopted the book. So I, I right away, what did Tessie call me? Bisabuela, <laughs> chismosa, or something like that?
4: Chismosa status.
2: Chismosa status. But I, I really give credit to my research and researching skills. That,
4: like, <laughs> that's what I, you call it.
2: That's what I call it. That's how I legitimize it. Um, like, oh, I wonder who's teaching this this book, right? Our book. So I, I get online I look for the bookstore at CSU. This is Colorado State University, by the way. Um, and I find out there's a, a professora teaching a Chicana Feminist Studies course. And I identify her and I emailed her. Actually, she just responded. So I'm going to um, see if I can come sit in. But she's teaching a course as one of the required readings. And I'm like, I cannot believe it that I'm on this campus in Colorado, Fort Collins out of all places um, to you know be there and kind of hear what the students are gonna talk about. So I'm really interested in, in going to their class um, to hear who's leading the discussion, and see what students think, but um, it's really cool. Like my mom is super proud. We did a book launch at UCLA before I left and graduated UCLA. And um, my, I made my mom come to this book talk because I really wanted her to see the folks behind a book. And just to say, y'all, like, me, mamá was really moved by Catherine's work and by our work. And she was really moved with the graduations happening at the same time that she re-enrolled in college. Aww. She is currently a college student. Wow. She's a mama
4: scholar now too.
2: Yes, and yes, she's a mama scholar. And in my dissertation, I I, I talk about a little bit of my mom's dropout, her dropout pushout story. Because she left high school when she was seventeen years old when she was pregnant with me. And I'm like, it's so wild that I'm doing this work, and I didn't even know, right? Or I didn't even think about including my mom's story about her out story as a pregnant student in high school. And so anyway to say that all these different things really encouraged her to go back to the to the to college and university even though she's a non-traditional student like she wants to go far she wants to wear a gown that's what she told me she wants to know what that feels like so that's really encouraging and really beautiful to see how far this book can reach and how many lives it touches and how it really demystifies what we assume to how we de- demystify what we assume of other people. My mom would never have considered these different identities to be important. Um, as you know, when, Mish- when Nista, Catherine was sharing her story, my mom was like, I would never think she had gone through so much and look at her now. Like, I'm so inspired. If she can do it, I can do it. So it's so cool.
0: Judy, what was your, what do you think the ch-
3: biggest challenge was? Uh, with the book? Mm-hmm uh i think it's just the the why first i want to talk about how um through this being our 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 first book that we worked on i think even just meeting the contributors and even seeing them afterwards through our book launch as well like it's been amazing for me because you don't realize how close you are to some folks for me that i'm located here there's some folks in dominguez so being able to reach out to those folks or get familiar with them their work and how much we all align with, with our, our, our passion to you know, the work that we do, and then how much we're sort of meeting folks that are very passionate about talking about their kids. And I see them on you know, on Instagram now, because you add them, right? Once you meet them at the book launch, you're like, oh, well, let me add you on Instagram. And so to see all that, I'm not, I wasn't used to seeing that, right? It was just a few friends that I knew that had kids. So I think it's really, really neat to have that. I think in terms of challenges um, in writing the book, or anything i guess just like you know yeah anything it's just setting up the time i mean this is all outside work for us and we're talking about you know the need for us to be recognized and the need to recognize all the labor we do and so to have labor on top of labor to recognize our labor, our <laughs> labor <is> like, <laughs> <laughs> hard. but it's very it's it's worth it i think um with us doing our, our book launches, huge. It, 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 Sort of feel like this is why we do what we do and and whether it's within even within within our classrooms right? when when students hear about the work that we do outside of it and I think now i'm I'm trying to figure out how to sort of integrate that that part of me that I was I always saw that side work that we did you know it's like oh I have the Chicano mother work aside of my everyday hustle and now it's like no it's it's part of your, your work and so that's something that's been challenging for me, especially in, in the educational leadership field. Uh, it's often seen sort of not integrated in the, in the work that we do, so, yeah. yeah
1: I think questions? we should also Bye. mention some of the talks, no? Because um, yeah. I'm thinking specifically of like, I believe the first talk we had was the one in San Diego. Um, we were invited uh, to present as part of the MAMA Scholar Symposium, and, I I believe, yeah. So we presented, we all facilitated different dialogue or healing circles. And for me, this was the first time getting together with such a large crowd of mama scholars that it was humbling Um, and seeing folks come to the event with their books, again, equally humbling. Uh, So that, I mean, for me, that was such a like, I think, formative moment that I I decided to get involved in the Mama Scholars Committee because I think that we need to organize more events like this. Um, And I think we also went, we went to Knox. Knox was after, right? Yeah. And we should, I mean, (laughs) I should mention that the, the anthology actually sold out. So by the time we got to the, what was it? Uh, after our panel and we went to go check out the books oh we realized that we were all out of books no, it was
2: before
1: <laughs> oh yeah it was
2: before our panel even started that we didn't have any more books
1: oh my bad
2: <laughs> yeah it was like Whoa, what happened yeah I remember we like we're like we're well, we not tenemos más libros like
3: but wow. even though the writing was because we had to sit down and, and sign right remember when we were there at the mm-hmm. that was something to get it It threw me off. I don't know how y'all felt about doing your signature. We didn't even know how to sign. Like
4: I
1: always thought. what to say. (laughs) Yeah, what to say. That was really cool though.
4: Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, the Mama Scholars event, I think it was Mama Scholars, like Mothers of Color in Academia, I think the subtitle was or something like that. And I, it was just such a, there was, uh, you know, Maya Williams, Who's a co-editor of uh, *Revolution Mothering*? She gave one of the keynotes, and it was also uh, Juniper, who's like a trans Chicana mom. I think she was finishing her degree at UC Berkeley at the time, or I think she's graduated now, and sharing her story of um, taking on the role of um, a mo- uh, adopting and mothering her um, her sister's uh, child, so her niece, but now legally um, is the guardian and is uh, and what, you know, what does trans Chicana mothering look like? And, you know, her, her, uh, what she shared was just also, um, inspiring and powerful and incredible. And then we had our talk there and, uh, just seeing like the folks who organize like shout out to Ale. Like, I think maybe in the yeah. future, we can do, yeah, I think we should do, um, a podcast just with her to talk more about and her collective to talk about the mama scholars project, because, um, they're still intending to uh, do more um, conferences in the future. Or I know Yvette, you're about to go meet with uh, the Mama Scholars, right?
1: Uh, we're working on some grant writing right now so that we can get the funds to organize something else. And I know there are folks who actually are trying to get funds to organize a similar event at uh, UC Davis and also um, in Arizona. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. And,
3: but hearing other folks interested in writing their own books, you know, that's been really amazing as well. Uh, exactly. Michelle,
2: throw it to her. Michelle, you
0: want to share Hop- something? Popcorn to you. Well, no, Well, uh, about other people or just in general. Um, so I, I was at an event here in Tucson. So we've been doing like a lot of events. Sometimes it's all of us. Sometimes it's one of us that are representing us. Um, and anyways, I, this week I did an event uh, that was sponsored by Corey Press and some folks that came through, one of them was a Tahana Atam community organizer who shared that our book is inspiring some of her friends to create a book, a similar book for indigenous mothers. And so uh, we're really excited to to see this this sister work happening as well. And yeah, I mean, you know, like, 10 years ago when I first started writing about this, this stuff, has it been 10 years, something like that. Right. And feeling so isolated and, um, and then you just don't know where those words are going to fall. And then to have been able to then be a part of something like this is, it's like, if you stop and think about it, it's really overwhelming, you know, like, wow, this is really amazing. Um, And so I think we do need to stop and think about it every now and then so that we can recognize, you know, that this, you know this is part of like a you know a movement you know a transformation um, and I do think things are shifting you know and we're we're happy to be a part of that um, of that work and that conversation and that visibility because I know that ten years ago none of us existed and um, when I was coming through and um, anyway so yeah so it's it's really exciting um, anyway we don't want to keep this podcast too 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 long. we wanted to just sort of check in, let you all know where we 're at and We've announced some of the upcoming interviews that we're going to be doing. Um, Does
1: anybody have anything else to add? I would just say if you want to see what we're up to, um, check out our website. We added a new media page and it has some links to some of the other podcast interviews that we've done on the anthology. Um, we also have some um, upcoming blog posts that are really important um, to read. Uh, so just, you know, keep up with us on social media and on our website uh, because we do have some upcoming talks. We'll, we'll also be attending NWSA uh, in November, and that's when we'll be celebrating our five year anniversary. So if anybody's planning to be there, uh, please reach out to us. We'd love to connect.
4: And we're also going to be at Cal State L.A. Uh, on October 8th. So for any L.A. area folks, um, we'll be there, too. And I think probably there's other, other things coming up. I just can't think of them right now. But, yeah, so just check our, um, um, our Instagram. So we usually post everything there, too, and uh, Facebook and Twitter.
2: Yeah, and, like, we'll be we having our swag. So we'll have our pins and other swag that we have to sell at NWA and Cal State LA. So bring some cash to your Venmo. You know, where you know we, we work off of our own um, our own volunteer time, which is very limited. So any of that helps and supports us. But also, if if and if folks can rate us on iTunes, um, we would really appreciate it. And also, if you want to leave a review, if you purchased your book through Amazon and leave a review for our Libro, we would really, really appreciate it. We want to make this book more visible and more accessible for folks. So, the more rates that like, you give, the, the more it becomes visible on these different um, like, like areas to purchase books. And um, if you have any questions or comments, like, um, send us an email. Maybe we can read some of your mail during whatever podcasts we're happy to. Receive your correspondence.
3: If you're interested in having us come over to your campus, talk about our book, hello at us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Have a wonderful day, y'all. Thank you. Bye. All
3: right. I'm saying bye like they could
2: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>